This podcast is part of the Dark Myths Collective. Visit darkmyths.org to discover more shows like this one. The darkness awaits. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a fantastically magical... See what I did there? Zing this. Yes, uh, this is almost the conclusion to our Harry Potter series. Um, We did decide to do the quote-unquote prequels, so the Fantastic Beast movies. We do know that the newest one, The Crimes of Grindelwald, is in theaters right now as you're listening to this, but that is saved for December. Yes. So, so wait. No spoilers. No spoilers. But as always, you have me, Newt Zingmander. And me, Bo Truckleelly. Ahaha! Uh-huh. But we cannot do this episode by ourselves, so we have brought a guest from one fandom to another. Sir, introduce yourself. And you got me, Nomad Zach. Nomad? Yes, that actually is a true statement for this episode. <laughs> so, um, Zach is, of course, the um, one of the hosts over at the, actually the main host over at the Knights of Vader. That thing I say at the end of each episode where you can hear me yelling every week. So now I brought him over here to yell about stuff. And he also is the co-host of the Cinemodities podcast. That is 100% true. And actually me and my co-host Rob debated on covering Fantastic Beast and where to find them until Zenger kindly invited me on. So thank you both for having me on. I appreciate it. We appreciate having you. Now... We have a, a bit of a... I'm, I'm not trying to put you on the spot as a Uh-oh. as a guest, Zach, but how familiar are you with the Harry Potter universe? Uh, well, give a little bit of backstory, and I'll keep it as concise as possible. Today, I saw The Crimes of Grindelwald. Won't say anything about it. Uh, Ellie is, is very happy at that statement, because <laughs> I mentioned that, and she said, if he spoils something, we will have a murder on tape. <laughs> yes. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> Something to have at the uh, the court hearing. But no, just one thing about Crimes <laughs> of Grindelwald. To any Potter fans, go see it. That's all I'm going to say. Do not believe the reviews. Go see it for yourself. Make up your own mind. It's I think it's better than what people are making out today. End of Grindelwald. Right. But at, as I saw it today, um, I've always wondered as a Star Wars fan, what's it like to bring people into Star Wars that have no idea, like who aren't entrenched in like a particular fandom? And with this series, I think I finally know what that experience is like, where it's this constant confusion and like, oh, I have to do research. So for Crimes of Grindelwald, I read the plot synopsis three times, and as I watched it, I still felt I needed a little bit firmer of a grasp on it. I think that tells you all you need to know about my Potter fandom. Mm -hmm. But when Fantastic Beast was announced, I think back in like 2015 or so, I was really excited because I wanted to come on board fresh to the Wizarding World. And I figured this is a grand new kind of a uh, entry, f- what, a basement floor level where it's like, okay, there's not as much homework and things like that. So I am not the most diehard Harry Potter fan. I've been a casual fan ever since Chamber of Secrets. For your listeners, my favorite film is Deathly Hollows Part 1. Not sure if that tells you All anything the setup. about me. <laughs> <laughs> That's that. Basically, I want people to know that I am the, I'm the outsider here. So I need you guys to bestow your wisdom because I'm clearly the person looking at this without the veneer of 
the diehard Potterhead fandom. All right. Um, we, we will get to all that. You, you brought up a few good points I would love to discuss on here. But first, got to go over our top three moments from the film. So um, you as our guest... Actually, Ellie, why don't you go first on this one? No. We always have the guests go first. All right, fine. Yes. Zach, go ahead. Oh, man, so much Zach ranting. So <laughs> my first favorite moment is actually... The ending of the film, won't get into that until later when you guys feel it's more comfortable. I'm not sure, uh, spoilers for a movie that's two years old, but the ending. Okay. Second moment, I really like the attempted execution of Tina. That whole scene where you have like this really dark and grimy, uh, it's almost like a dentist office from hell. And you have like this, like, like the T-1000 metallic stuff coming up. I love that. And my third favorite scene is the, I think it's Narlax Speakeasy. And when you have uh, all the aurors, like, have their raid on it, I love the idea of 1920s Wizarding World having a raid. I think that's fantastic. And those are my three moments. I also thought it was amazing that they were able to put enough makeup on Ron Perlman to make him, I mean, take oh. off enough makeup from Ron Perlman <laughs> to make him look the way he did in this movie. Oh, my gosh. No CGI there. Yes, there, 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 there's my first of many jokes at his expense, probably. Is that one of your favorite moments? No, it is not. But oh. I just, it, it is my favorite moment to always make Ron Perlman jokes where appropriate. Whenever we do Hellboy, I will constantly make comments of, it's amazing how much they, I mean, how much they just didn't have to use any makeup on him. That's just what he looks like. But that's, that's a story for another day. <laughs> Neither I, here nor there. I will do my top three moments real okay. quick. The two are where they first go into the suitcase, where he's kind of walking around and you're kind of getting to explore it and see, mm-hmm. you know, what's all in this world, basically. I really like that. My other favorite moment does go with Zack, so we do have some crossover here, of the reveal at the end, which we will get to. And um, and this is cheating. I'm, I'm going to cheat on this oh, one. Oh, no. Newt oh, as already? a character. Newt as a character, I feel, is just, he is a moment on himself. The, um, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Redmayne, right? Yes. Yes. Um, he did, su- to, to step outside and look at the character, the actor, everything, he did such a good job with this character, with the acting, with the way he was portrayed, that he was this kind of very eclectic individual, and I loved how he, he likes his animals. He could care less about people, it seems like, sometimes, though. In the sense of, he, he, he understands animals fully. He doesn't understand the world around him, though, outside of them. So I really like how they captured... He captured that essence perfectly. So I wanted to cheat and use that as, an, as a point. So those are my top three moments and kind of continuing moment throughout the thing of his portrayal of the character. Okay. Um, gosh. Where do I begin? This is really hard for me. I love this movie. Um, All right. And I know, I know that's a hard discussion, and we can talk about it later. Um, a lot of Harry Potter fans definitely fight over these series. Huh, they, sounds like another fandom. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll, like, we'll get to that. We'll get back to that, 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 that jab. The... The Harry Potter fans of the books, a lot of them don't welcome Magical Beasts and Crimes of Grimwald. They just... Grindelwald. Sorry, Grindelwald. 
they just um i don't know why they not I guess, my potter yeah. zach do it zach do it <laughs> not my potter thank you um so but i am not one of those people okay. um i anything i can get harry potter I'm I'm down for it. Whether it's Ellie, Harry I'm Potter. warning you, your your amount of smugness with these statements is starting to rub thin. So, <laughs> so please. No, I'm just saying. Like, I some people can be a little elitist. How dare you look down your wand at the rest of us? I, I'm I'm pointing my wand at you because I know some stuff that you're probably going to say later. Um, but I will keep that for right now under wraps. All right. Uh, but I love the animals the just all the beasts and where you find them that i don't really care i don't really care where you find them i just i love seeing them and coming to life and my uh you and i definitely have a crossover moment i absolutely love when you're in the briefcase and looking around and he's showing you all the different sections yeah um and in like you said you can really just just pour in the love that he has for these creatures and and also like you said is the whole fact of he feels more at ease with the beasts than he does people yeah and i just i like that because he's it kind of makes a main character out of someone that isn't necessarily probably was the popular kid in school and you know what I'm saying? Because Harry Potter, even though he has his issues throughout the books and the movies, like, he's pretty popular. You know, uh-huh. he's the chosen one and, and all that. And and this guy's completely opposite. He's probably the one that was sitting in the corner. Nobody talked to him. He's just to himself. So I, I like that it made the main character someone more relatable, I, I guess. I hear that. Um, but so the Beast would definitely be one of my favorite parts. I, I absolutely... I like the scene when um, the non-magical guy... I always forget his name. I feel really bad. Kowalski? Yeah. I feel horrible because I can never remember his name. But that moment when he walks out into the rain and... Oh, and he has to forget the... Oh, yeah. It's really touching. I'm a crier. I've always been a crier. But um, that moment was just so beautiful that he was accepting of the fact that, you know, he understood why he had to do that and and he just he just walked it was just a very touching moment. I saw I do like that one a lot. Um and and then gosh, I don't know if I wanna like so my favorite animal and my favorite scene, kinda like what you said about how you like Newt just yeah. as a character. I kinda feel the same way. Um one of the beasts and just the beast itself was just so awesome. But Thunderbird, I um. So wait, is is this your favorite creature or magical thing, or is this? It's my favorite creature, I think, out of this movie. Okay, so so this is your favorite moment, or have you moved on to creatures? That's a no, separate thing. No, I'm saying my kind of like what you said about the favorite character. Okay. Slash moment. Okay. Okay. Is just, okay. Just was making sure. Just newt. Just, just, just making sure. Just making sure. This bird, Thunderbird, just, just this animal is just amazing. I, I love. Just, it's so gorgeous and shimmery and powerful, and you know, just all about it. Love the bird. 
my favorite. Every time the bird was on the screen, I was excited. So I love Thunderbird. Thunderbird. Sorry. <laughs> well, in Thunderbird, you should like that because that's kind of like you, uh, Thunderbird's like stop, a cryptid. Stop! Stop! And... Stop! Stop! <laughs> We're not to the favorite magical beast or item thing yet. I'm saving it. Stop ruining my. Stop taking my thunder. It's not your thunder. I talked about it. Thank you very much. You could have talked about it in your top three. Just saying. What are you looking stop, up? Stop stealing her Thunderbird. Yeah, don't take my Thunderbird. Boo. Boo on both of you. Anyway, so 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 is that all your three moments? Cause I didn't hear you list them. You just kind of ranted for a little bit. <laughs> um, Thunderbird. Okay. Just the beasts in general. Okay. Right, and then the moment when the the, the wandering around. The, yes, he okay. goes in the rain and it's sad and I cried and and yeah. All right. Okay. All right. So now it's time for our favorite magical beast or item or th- magical thing so zach as the guest all right. go for it all right i think i'm gonna cheat a little bit i'm kind of leaning into zenger shtick yeah um, do it does ron perlman's narlac count as a beast yes so yes it does yes ron perlman counts as a magical beast himself all right good because when zenger originally told me why i need to be ready for this i said okay boom but I wasn't sure if he's like on the borderline because he's not really a beast, but I think I, he's more he's more hideous it. than most of the beasts in this movie. I, I'll count it. What's going on with his fingers? I don't oh, know. Those, oh, so are were they broken because were they broken or is that how his hands are? I'm like, what is that? I think it's like when nasty women let their nails get so long they <laughs> curl. <around>. So what? <laughs> you you let your fingers yes, just grow too long? Fin- yeah, he wasn't keeping up on his fingers. You so. gotta cut your fingers down? Yeah, maybe that's what happens. Gross. That's what it looked like. Alright. Ellie, you just stole right. my Thunderbird because yes, the Thunderbird is my favorite magical creature. Yes! It is so awesome. Can we and, just and talk yes, about how glittery yes, it is? Yes, yes, yes. To connect it to, you see, you, you stole all this, and so now I've got this like. Oh, want one. You, you took the wind out of my storm Sorry. sails. Sorry. Why do you think I I like the Thunderbird? I I, I love cryptids. Like That's cryptid. real now. I know. And yes, there are Thunderbird sightings. Uh, Native American lore Thank stuff like you. that. See? And so it was cool that their and native habitat is Arizona. Arizona. They hinted at Arizona, and that's where he wanted to release them back to. Mm-hmm. I got you. See, I'm on the same wavelength here. So, yes, that, that is my favorite magical creature in this. The Niffler is a close second, though. Well, you know, another one that I really liked um, that I thought, well, there's a couple. Gosh, I just love this movie. Okay, so. Oh, this is going to end badly soon. <laughs> <laughs> so, I I do like a lot um Oh, what was his name? Hold on. I'm finding it. The one that was invisible. Oh, the like... Demi guys. Sure. I, I was the, 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 the right. sloth thing. Yeah, that's the Demi guys. This one. I, I know which one. This one. Okay. You, one. you mean like the little, little ape creature? Like yes. No, 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 no. I'm, 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 I'm face palming because it's, it's a visual. I mean, it's an audio medium with a visual representation of this one. I'm showing you though. I'm not asking the viewers to go, hey guys, it's this one. I knew what you were talking about. I, oh, okay. Well, he was cute. I liked him. I liked him. And then, 
And then you you can't a rumpant. Oh, uh, the the. The undersea rhino glowy <laughs> thing. Yes. I love it. I love it. I I just, I want to know, like, who originally got close enough to some of these animals to figure out that there were peaceful ways to deal with them. Because that. Newt did. He observed them. I know. And he, we'll we'll get to that. We'll get like, to that. Get Put a pin in it. Put a pin in it. I've, I've got I've got many many things to talk about that we've you put a pin in. You cannot control me. Don't be telling me to put pins and stuff. Ugh. Exactly. And come on, Zanger. Ellie's like the Thunderbird. She's got to fly. Yeah, you can't can't hold me down. What's wrong with you? And of course, there are cool beasts that they don't really show in this movie that are in other movies. But we'll, we'll go. We could have a whole episode just talking about the beasts. And where to find them. They're in his briefcase. We don't need to look for them. All right. So, as always, um, yes. we have our guests tell us what house they would be a part of if they were... Well, we didn't talk so, about Magical Item, too, though. We did talk I, about Beast. I thought we were just doing one... We have to talk about the briefcase. Okay, we'll get to the briefcase. Everyone's obvious answer for this is the briefcase. <laughs> Are you sure? Oh, my God. Allow me to steal a line from Zach. It's like herding cats. Maybe. <laughs> and it's just one cat. <laughs> maybe someone's favorite magical item is the pastries that are inspired by the beast. They're not magical. They're just regular pastries. How do you know they're not Okay, magical? we'll go get a loaf of bread, put it here, and we'll have it for the rest of the episode and see if it does anything. Did you see the way the bread was formed okay fine i'll cut it into a shape of a dinosaur and see if it does anything i don't think it's that easy i think it makes just pure magical talent to make them into those beasts we recording i haven't checked to see if we're recording okay good we're recording i just wanted to make sure i'm sorry (laughs) i I wanted to for a moment (laughs) all right so sir in, if you were to be sorted at Hogwarts, what house you'd be sorted into? As a quick reminder, I'm Hufflepuff, and Ellie is Slytherin. Well, I got I took the test, like Zanger said, on Pottermore. I had to enter in my name, my social security number, <laughs> my firstborn, and I got uh, put into Gryffindor. A, a very, I will say this, very rare. Very rare to get sorted into that, I've noticed, through doing this and through talking with people. Yeah, I was shocked. Like I didn't do like I even I was I was surprised by that. I was really expecting like a Hufflepuff or Ravenclaw. I was a little blindsided see, by that. See, you you were indifferent. Someone who wants it will never achieve that. Right, Ellie? Because that's what you wanted and look at what happened to you. I'm sorry. You're a basic bitch and you're in Hufflepuff <laughs> or Ravenclaw. <laughs> at least we're in the cool houses. We're, we're, we're the indifferent ones that are like, oh, God, what are they going to do this time? <laughs> By the way, I'm pretty sure Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff win a lot of the, like, house stuff when it's not some weird year where Harry does something <laughs> dumb. In right. the, and it's like, oh, you broke the rules. 100 points to Gryffindor for breaking the rules and doing what you weren't supposed to. So. Well, you know what frustrates me is I played the Harry Potter phone game. And... I feel like I'm fake, and I need to start over because I made myself into Gryffindor. You you delete it now. I know. You delete it now, and you start I know. over. I I was fighting. You lied to yourself. I, you lied to the I, game. 
I can't because I, I was fighting it so hard. I was like, I'm going to make myself in Gryffindor no matter what. And I do. I feel like I'm just because I did. I've owned up to it. And I've I've owned up to that I'm I'm Slytherin, and I feel like I should restart my game and and be Slytherin now. Now, but I was just kidding about all the the jokes about the basic bitches. <laughs> I'll only call you a basic bitch. I I love David, and I didn't mean any disrespect. I love you, David. You're referring to many people with that. Well, I, I know we we all know which one, but yes. Yes. So, if, you're, so if your name's David, he'll appreciate it right now. He knows. <laughs> <laughs> and if you are the David we're referring to, you know who you are. Yes. Wink. <laughs> okay, now for the next part, of course, are Patronuses. Uh, yes. Mine was a cat. Yours was a cat. Okay, but what kind of cat? You know what? I forgot for <gasps> some reason. Uh, calico. Mine's black and white. Yeah, mine's Calico. Yeah. I, I, as I was like, I forgot. Oh, no, wait, there it is. So, Zach, what did you get? I got Amathis, the dog, but I'm a little disappointed yeah. I didn't get the salmon. I was really hoping for the salmon. <laughs> That's an you option. Could, you could be a fish. Yeah, <laughs> it's apparently what? salmon's a choice. I really want that now. Aw. Oh, like, I'm, I'm okay with my cat. be a shark. Stop! Stop! Baby Pe- shark, shark, shark. People will oh, be. Sorry. Okay. People will be deleting this immediately <laughs> if you keep that up. We have toddlers. I know we do. I know time. we do. But <laughs> all right. So formalities out of the way for this movie. For this movie, do I want to? Do I want to do this now, or do I want to save it and see just how long it takes? Do I just blow my top about I'll this movie? I'll just go ahead. Just rip it off. All right. I think this movie is good for a Harry Potter movie, but I think it could have been... I, th- I think there was some miscommunication in the script writing, in the plot, and they could have had two very good movies, but instead they turned into one kind of here movie that seems to be going in every different direction and does so much stuff that if you are not completely up to date with all of your Potter knowledge and Pottermore knowledge on just everything else... You'll be kind of sitting there scratching your head at a lot of stuff. My problem is this movie should have been called The First Wizarding War instead because I feel like you could have gotten a very interesting story just focused on Newt finding, finding all these beasts, not losing a handful of them in New York, finding them all and getting them in the suitcase. I think that would have been an interesting movie in itself instead of, oops, some of them broke out. And then the whole setting up Grindelwald and stuff could have been the could have the title of the first Wizarding War. Okay, I'm gonna stop you. On and that then one. and then the first no. Wizarding War Part Two: The Crimes of Grindelwald. See, see, think of that. Okay. Instead of Fantastic Beast, The Crimes of Grindelwald. It's like, what do you do with the beast? So, <laughs> let me start by tearing you down. No. Oh snap. Here's here's the problem with your theory. Everybody would have passed out in the theater of boredom because nobody would have enjoyed that for two I don't see Newt Scamander as no. some war hero. He was no. never introduced or portrayed in the... He wasn't a war hero. His brother was. But this is setting up oh that, he's gonna be, that he's going to be a war oh hero in this, in this movie. Okay. First off, if they did an animated series... Of Newt finding the animals, I can see that working. Like some kid show? Yes. Okay. That is doable. Okay. 
I definitely totally because they could make the animals super cutesy. It would do fantastic. But Beast. no, not as just a just that as a movie, and especially not that being the first one. Okay, in the fine. Are then, you trying to Star Wars prequel it up here? With that's why he's one? on here. That's why he's on here. He's the one that likes the prequels, so I figured he'd like the prequel to the Harry Potter but, stuff. But 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 no but, no, my, no 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 no. No, uh, you had uh, your time. You have to wait for me to finish. Here's the movie no, should have been called Fantastic Beast. Oops, I lost them instead. That's just stupid. So, and that's what happened. Uh, he didn't lose them. It was because the other doofus opened the thing and they all came out. So still would have been. A, I'm I, just, I, I just think that. But stop. Okay, so the reason why the prequels are tolerable by a lot of people is because you had the other movies first, four, five, and six. Yeah. To be able to understand why you're you're wanting this prequel to set things up. Do you know what I'm saying? They would not have worked in this series because this is not Harry Potter. This is this is the new set. Do you see what I'm saying? Is it? It is. Okay, can can we put a pin in that for when we do the Crimes of Grindelwald episode? Zach, don't say anything. I know that there is a direct reference to a certain thing in the Harry Potter um. Right, but thing, you're but you're going it, in the future it, though. It, it is a weird retcon that is Star Wars prequel worthy of like wait what? That but we're not talking about that movie. That has nothing to do with what we're talking about right now. When this movie came out, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. I, this... I like Fantastic Beasts. Oops, I lost them. <laughs> but when this movie came out. That wasn't that we're not talking about this right now. This okay. is when this movie came out. It was to set itself apart to kind of be its own thing. Like it's in the world. And I, I like and that. It, yeah. I like that. I just don't see I, I, I don't know. The whole setting up for the war is cool. I, I like the the first Wizarding War. I, I like that storyline. So Newt? what you're saying is you don't like any of the Marvel movies because that's basically what they do in every single movie is set up for the next movie. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying no. I don't see Newt as being involved in that storyline. I don't see how he Why? fits he in. Why? He hates people. What more would he enjoy <laughs> than to take out other people? Now I just see him riding some beast into battle. Hell yeah, I can see that. That would be effing awesome. Are you kidding me? For the okay, uh, time out for a second. <laughs> uh, without without spoiling anything, based on what I've heard, um, I cannot wait for the Crime to Grindelwald episode coming out next month. Uh, if, when your audience listens to this, I cannot wait just listening to this. And just from what I've seen and heard so far, Ellie's gonna absolutely love the movie. And Zenger's going to absolutely hate the movie. Just not say anything else, but I think Ellie and I are more on the same page with this than Zenger and I are. I'm, just I'm, not, I'm not saying I don't like this movie. I'm just confused at what it's trying to accomplish aside from just namesake. And we're going to throw a ton of names you know in here and see what happens. I just, I have a problem with your it's, argument. Uh, okay, it's, it's like, oh, hey, we're going to go to tattooing. Hey, you know where that is, don't you? We're going to magically find Anakin Skywalker there. You know the guy that comes Darth Vader? Kind of weird how it all revolves around that one stupid sand planet. But I think I think what's trying to go on here, Zenger, I think maybe you're, you're missing it a little bit, is that this is, like, when you think, like you said, Tatooine. 
there's really nothing in this movie, Fantastic Beast, other than the uh, the franchise name of Wizarding World, which is what they're calling it, right? It's no longer Harry Potter, it's the Wizarding World. Yes, it's now the Wizarding World. Yes. Okay. So, because that's what kind of got me hooked on this two years ago, because I do want that uh, ground-level entry point. And as I... I and Zenger, you're not wrong here either entirely, because when I watched this the first time, during the Central Park sequence, I almost fell asleep. And I was really kind of, and this is where Ellie definitely is on point, where watching him capture Beast for two and a half hours, <laughs> I could not be further disengaged from that. Yeah. You know, some of, some of the stuff is really cool, what he does to kind of capture these critters and, and whatnot. But I think you need a balance, and I think think the film does a great job because some of the best sequences in this film at least in my humble opinion are when you see new york city or it's like a period piece i think this film doesn't get a lot of credit for being a period piece yes bring back chest America. high shower curtains bring them back i think we buy those in orlando right I, to have those at the <laughs> diagon alley to get the no, I, I'm referencing at the end of the movie, there's a panning thing to where it's showing like all the people like, oh, I'm forgetting stuff. And it shows one guy, and he's in a shower, but the curtain only comes up chest high. Bring it That's back. That's the banker. That was the banker that denied Kowalski. Oh, it was? I didn't even notice that was him. I was too busy, like, enchanted by the fact of, we used to have shower curtains that came up to only your chest. That's <laughs> weird. What did that accomplish? Look how far we've come. <laughs> they go over our heads now fancy schmancy tw 21st century but i think the point of this was because i also really because i was never a huge harry potter fan like i said I, i've watched all the movies in theaters i own them all on blu-ray and dvd but i my least favorite harry potter film is deathly hollows part two where it's just bombardment of action just explosions and this and i what i think is great about this is how like contained it is not just in the sense of that it's the prequel because in a way this is almost like the Phantom Menace of, and, and Zenger's going to take this obviously one way, but I don't, I don't intend it to be that way because I like the Phantom Menace. But it feels like it's a very grounded starting off point. Oh, and I, the I, subsequent, I... and the subsequent chapters can kind of be, or at least what I've seen so far, who knows what parts three, four, and five will be. But you could kind of walk into part two without seeing this because there is just because I, I, I was just as confused. I know. We don't want to skip too far ahead in, in this film. But at the very end reveal, I was completely baffled by that. And I'm like, what, who, who's Grindelwald? I kind of, because all you do is see him at the very beginning in um, newspaper clippings. And by the time you get to that, I'm like, oh, oh. oh they oh, brought it back. <laughs> yeah, it's like, because I didn't even know Johnny Depp was in this. I'm like. Oh my, I remember when I first came out of seeing this the first time, I think it was during Thanksgiving holiday time period in 2016, the first person afterward I saw it was my mother, and she's like, oh, how's the movie? I'm like, I'm so confused right now. And she's like, why? I'm like, Johnny Depp just appears out of nowhere at the very end of the movie. <laughs> and like rewatching it now, it's kind of obvious, because we see a slick-haired back in the very beginning of the film, then we see Colin Farrell... I'm like, oh, okay. Like, clearly, it's it's being low key telegraphed to the audience. But I, I really like the idea of making this like like Zenger said. Uh, it's not Newt versus the bad guys. It's him going around. You know, it's he called it what was it? O oops, I lost the animals. Or, oops, uh, I lost uh, the fa beast. Fantastic beasts and where I lost them. I'm gonna keep and on doing I different names. 
Yeah, but that's at least that's refreshing for a a Wizarding World Harry Potter film. I love the idea that J.K. went outside her comfort zone, and and yes, toward the end we get the good versus bad evil uh, battle, I guess. But I think that's cool. I think I, I find that so refreshing for a franchise to step outside its comfort zone. Well, like, like I said, I'm I'm very thrilled to go see the new one because I want to see where they go with this. Because trust me, I would love a Wizarding War movie. But it's just I don't see how Newt fits into that 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 narrative, mm. or if they're going to continue to have him be a part of the narrative, or how involved he is. That's the part that confuses me. See, the problem is we're reviewing and discussing this close to the release. I mean, around the release and everything of the new movie. So I have that as sort of a I I see what's coming next. I think if we had reviewed this when it initially came out, I might have had a different opinion because I wouldn't know where they were going next with it. So, I guess that might be. Where where my issues I'll, stem from? I'll, I'll leave it this way. Like considering I just saw it within the last couple hours, Crimes of Grindelwald. I was I've always been lukewarm on this movie. I appreciate I I probably admire it more than I like it. And after seeing Grindelwald, my appreciation for this film has definitely increased. Well, that is a, def- that is that is that is good to hear. Then yeah, like I guess I I think uh, I absolutely delighted for saying this a week a month from now. Absolutely <laughs> delighted to not wait. <laughs> Well, we got that to look forward to. It's gonna be fun. I, I, it's gonna be a fun uh, argument. I can't wait to hear the resolution to all this. This is much like the uh, Fantastic Beast series. This is the first chapter in the Zeng This saga of this, which will be going on for like what ten years from now. Considering making five movies out of this. <laughs> oh God, yeah, we're gonna have to keep revisiting this. <laughs> yes. <sighs> uh. I guess I have to go back to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter theme parks for more research. If that's the excuse you need, okay. I know. I'll go <laughs> back for my third time. I'm excited. Whatever you need to do to get there. <laughs> now, okay, I, I know I've ragged on this movie a little bit. I, I love the Beast. I, I, I love aspects of this movie. I love the expansion of the Wizarding World. I love the fact that the you, you, you get to see how the U.S. is or was with, with, um, with magic and everything. And yes. I, I will say this, no magic sounds terrible like, i don't like that word it, it, it uh-uh. like like muggle just sounds like some all british some some silly british idiom which yes, yes i do realize that's exactly what it is but nomad sounds like this like <laughs> really terrible like it it sounds like hate-filled i yeah it's i i thought there could have been a better <laughs> like they better they they than- basically went instead of going like having mud blood they just they just skipped over that and just went straight to straight to having like well let's just make the general term for them sound nasty yes even <laughs> and, and and not 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 have a sub term for it but yeah I that, that that was one thing the whole that and this this confused me mm-hmm. so wizards can't have a relationship with nomads correct and as of right then in the movie. They, 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 right, that's not supposed to be allowed. But aren't wizards born of muggle parents sometimes? Mm-hmm. How does that work mm-hmm. then? They just don't become wizards? Damn I'm... mudbloods. I mean, I'm just saying, that's where it comes from. They, they're dirty. They think but, they're but dirty so, wizards. So in the U.S., so in the US they, they, they don't, like, you... So why aren't Obscurals popping up everywhere then? 
I don't know. I, I mean, you're, I mean, it is an interesting, it's an interesting concept. And, and to talk about that is they're not supposed to, I mean, maybe other countries are more lenient. And see, that's, 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 that's a very interesting thing. That's kind of just yeah. this little briefed over like right. snippet of something where I'm like, wait, that, that was, why, why, why are they doing that? Like what? And I understand, you know, Salem, which I, I, I can understand the, whoa, we don't want to get near that stuff. Right. Cause, cause the last time they, you know, even smelled a witch, they would burn them, burn them at the stake. So. Yeah, it's it's a good point. Also, should not be having um, you watching Sabrina, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, <laughs> because for some reason my mind keeps popping into that <gasps> stuff every now and then. I'm like, no, wait, that wasn't that movie. I love that show so show. far. Don't get me started. I love it's, that show. It's a, that's a topic for another day. Yes. I just just about to be like, oh yeah, because you know they we they could dunk him in what? Nope, wrong movie. Wrong <laughs> wrong movie. Wrong series. Yes. But, um, and and I one thing I did like too is the the house I mean the um, school rivalry I love that it wasn't it was kind of just like sprinkled in there yes but where Newt was like no mm, the best uh, the be- obviously the best wizarding schools in the is in, Hogwarts is, is yes. Hogwarts I love that. I don't know I, why I'm doing cute. a Beatles voice by the I way was, I was trying to just go over it but um and, and so it's kind of cool because when you watch the Harry Potter movies. You kind of get this impression that maybe there's none in America because it's all other countries. Also, that... is there just one in the U.S.? I don't, I don't know. Maybe has anybody else heard of any? I didn't. I have never read the screenplay. Okay, okay. Or, let's or any of the other. Let's stuff. take a quick step back, real quick. Let's let's take a quick step back. I think I there's think just one for the United States. We're, we're we're asking the wrong questions to the wrong guests too. So Zach, as somebody who's not. <laughs> not um, totally in th- it just knowledge pouring out your ears of no Harry Potter. No match. Yes, yes, you, yes, you, you know, match you. What it did sounds you? Sounds like somebody's trying to say you're such a badge. Like I hate it. Just sounds terrible. So, moving on. Um, <laughs> it's not very. It's not a creative term. I never even the it, first time it, I watched. It, I kind of leaned in. And I'm like, wait, what? That's the term they thought of. That's the new Muggle. No match. It, it's very, yeah. That's that's one of the few times you can tell like the creative shortcoming just kind of came to the surface. So, as somebody who is not, what what okay, what was your overall thoughts on this movie? As somebody who like just does not know that much about Harry Potter going into it, was it a good open? And and as somebody who enjoys prequels because you you like the Star Wars prequels, um, what did you think of this prequel and of this setup for what? is to come or what's coming down uh, the pipeline well i've only seen this i've seen this movie three times i've watched it basically once a year since it came out i watched it once in theaters completely perplexed by the johnny depp thing i'd have we'll, we'll, actually, we'll get to that we will get to that we'll get to point. that but i'd have it's funny my um co-host rob on cinematis his mother is a huge potterhead so i had to message my co-host's mother and be like can you explain to me what happened at the climax because i really didn't know what to think of it i felt like like I said with Star Wars, it's like, imagine, sh- like Zenger and I always talk about, imagine showing somebody Rogue One without any context. It's like, oh, that was cool, but I have no idea what it means. That's, that's actually not- a perfect explanation for this. I, I that's kind of how I felt. That- that's really, I felt like I was, uh, I didn't do all my research because there are things like, 
Lita Lestrange, because it wasn't even until this time watching it, for in preparation for this, would be my third viewing, that I finally kind of got, oh, from the marketing of, of, of Grindelwald, I'm like, oh, this is a character that's clearly going to be important to the series going forward. And, and how Zenger and I talk about on the Knights of Vader, it's like, this is seeding. Yes. This is really clever seeding that I wasn't even aware of back in 2016. And I think that's what it is. It's one of those things where I really had no idea what I was getting myself into. It's just like, oh, it has the Harry Potter branding. It's going to be cute. It's going to be fun. Then you walk into it, and you're like, oh, God. It's like, I, I feel bad. I feel like it's like that nightmare you have where you have a test, and you weren't prepared for it. It's like a pop quiz. And I'm like, oh, my God. How do I prepare for this without reading, like, seven books over the co- crash course on Harry Potter? And I think that's one of the things why fantastic beast didn't make as much money at least in the u.s as other harry potters did most of those harry potter films got to around 300 million um that was also how many years ago this one got to around 215 or so i think i can see why this would be a little disenfranchising to casual fans like myself but i think what she's doing though again not to bring up grindelwald but there's a lot of reward because once you do get in that, and I think you guys know this too, as being Potterheads yourselves, the more you get engrossed in this, and I think it goes maybe with any sort of fandom, that the more you get engrossed to it, the more rewarded you get for investing your time. Because mm-hmm. now it's like, oh, uh, this thing that happened in part two, oh my lord, look how much importance it has now in part one. So when you go back and rewatch part one, you're like, oh, I get it now. This is clearly, everything builds upon itself in this weird sort of, I guess it's like a house of cards, but everything kind of, it's a, um, I guess it builds upon itself in a weird sort of way that only like movies and literature and media can do. And I think that's what it is. I think if you, if you are just somebody, like if you're a bunch of teenagers who saw this like on a Friday night, uh, I cannot imagine being, uh, entertained by this other than just by the spectacle elements of it. Again, like Thunderbird and just him doing his, like in the cute little, uh, creatures and beasts. I think that's overall, but I think it's like anything in life. You, the more engrossed you get into it, the more rewarded you are. And, I, and that's, I know that's a really convoluted answer to give to your question you were asking, is being a nomad and what my opinion on this was. But no, my first time viewing this, I was completely baffled by it, and I was really alienated by the film. Okay, so as somebody who's read the books, not recently, mind you, but at some point in time, recently I was forced at uh, one point to watch all the movies. Thanks, Ellie. And... Um, <laughs> And I've been through all this. I gotta say, there was stuff I was kind of scratching my head at trying to remember or get the reference to in this movie. They did do a good job of explaining new elements and new stuff, though, that was being introduced. Uh, they did, if, if you're somebody who doesn't know what apparating is or wizards can do, they really didn't explain any of that. Because they're like, we assume you know at this point. So mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not dis- discrediting them for that because also we're dealing with adult wizards and witches who wouldn't need to not, who wouldn't have to sit there and explain to somebody else every little aspect. Right. Uh, the legitimates was an interesting thing that I know was vaguely brought up in the Potter books, I believe, um, of being able to read the minds and stuff. So that did take mm-hmm. some explanation. The, obscure, uh, the Obscuria was something else that was brought up in the books but not really touched on in any of the movies so like i said there's there's certain things that they did a good job with but there's other stuff that i'm kind of sitting there like i feel i should know this but then again once again setting up a new trilogy setting up new stuff i'm sure it will pay off at some point like the whole thing with the senator and everything like that i i was like what's very the political 
Yeah, it was like I I don't see what what reason the senator has. Like, if you cut out that aspect of the story, does it change anything? Well, here's here's where I'm coming from. Aside from the the obscu- attacking it, well, yeah, him and killing him. Can I just explain why I think the movie was the way it was? Okay. Um. So you have to look at it as the, even though these were tween books. Like the Harry Potter series, so okay. not not this, not this. Just take it back for just a second. So the Harry Potter books were tween books. To be honest, though, a lot of people, when Harry Potter first came out, it was really popular with people in their twenties, right? Right. So it wasn't necessarily aimed just at children. Um, when Harry Potter first came out, this is something that was extremely popular. With kids, of course, yeah. but also for the generation that was around in their late teens, early 20s. Yeah. This is the first time that something of this type was really popular. Cause, well, it's the... I mean, you know, but you know what I'm saying, though? Like, well, it was okay to like this kind of stuff Well, it's on the same thing. Wow, I didn't intentionally do this to bring Zach on to have a lot of Star Wars references, but it makes sense. Star Wars was something that was so different from everything else and kind of took the world by storm harry potter did the same right. thing but it's, let me can i just no no i'm, I'm just i'm saying. just saying the, the the irony of i didn't mean to bring him on for these talking points but somehow he's here um but so as the series goes along these people are getting older and they are introducing right. their kids to so, it. and right and they're introducing kids so by the time magical beast comes out and where they and and where where they went <laughs> right um this movie what they try to do is kind of make it for young and old so they have the political side and the more adult wizards and not so much children in this one for the adults that grew up on the original series, but they're older now, so they want but something more. But they have cool beasts and stuff. But they the have kids. cool beasts for the kids, so I think that's what was really great about this. And series. Johnny Depp, jo- Johnny oh, Depp's yes. really big with the kids. I mean, you know, <laughs> you throw Johnny Depp in anything, and it's going to be just just gold. But did you see what I'm saying though? Yeah. Like that's I thought that's what something they did really well with this is they tried to to feed all the older fans. But and yet make it to where the older fans could kind of incorporate their kids. Also, into the it too. kids are really big on the nineteen twenty nineteen thirty. Yeah. The, well, not they're they're most the, focused on the beast. That's yeah. what they want. They want to play with the animals. Um, but I don't know. I think that's what I'm saying. That's what I loved about this is it kind of it kind of brings the the two age nerd levels together, and so they can both enjoy it for their own differences. As far as that is concerned. I, well, I think it's an excellent point Ellie brought up. Because I was actually thinking about that today. Because, uh, as Zegner knows, everything eventually reverts back to Star Wars and The Last if Jedi. You, if you try... <laughs> God dang it, why? Everything reverts back to The Last Jedi. But I think it's interesting that you have, like Zegner brought up, Star Wars was 1977. The Harry Potter films began in 2001. The books came out a few years earlier. Yet, if you look at both of these franchises right now... They're both experiencing growing pains because even though Harry, um, I'm sorry, Star Wars had the prequel era, but with Disney now in charge and with what J.K.'s doing with the Fantastic Beast series, both series, like Ellie said now, you have adults that grew up with the original series. They're now trying to introduce their children to it 
and obviously the powers that be, the studios, are trying to profit off this introduction to the media. And both are kind of just trying to figure out, well, what's going to work? Because obviously we, everybody knows the controversy. It swells around The Last Jedi. And even like what you were saying earlier about what's going on with uh, Crimes of Grindelwald, where there's controversy in the fan base. You do have this growing pain aspect that I think even is, obviously JK knows what she's doing. You can tell by how many zeros she has in her bank account. <laughs> but I even I think she's not infallible here. Like Zenger said, like some of this stuff is interesting. Don't get me started on her craziness sometimes. I, 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 I appreciate what she's done, but I've said before, and I'll say it again on this series, I think the books she did fine with, some of the Pottermore stuff's really cool, but her being like, oh, I actually should have had these characters get together, or this, her, her trying to retcon her own stuff, it's like, okay, calm down. Take a step back. You're going yeah. little... You're, you're yeah. going Lucas crazy here. Calm down. Well, the problem, though, is that she's, she's having the same problems that Lucas had during the prequel era, that she's had 20 years now of people telling her how great and smart and uh, everything, intelligent she was for creating all this. And now she starts, like, she has this, think of it this way, she has this beautiful, beautiful mural of all of uh, the women of money. in the world. It, well, money. Lots and lots of money to help build all this. And yet, at this giant mural, there's one little speck of paint that's in the wrong place. And even though 99.999% of the fans will never notice this, and even the ones that do will not be bothered by it, she sees it and it drives her nuts. Again, like Lucas in the special editions and all his changes. And that's where uh, she, you know, see, I, I'm, I... I'm gonna, I, I always wanted to... There it is. I, I always wanted to have a do-back in the, in the background of this scene walking by with a stormtrooper, but we just didn't have the, have the budget at the time. So I added them in every scene after that there even if you look closely on the death star you can see them in the background there too all right now do the jk uh role of that what as as lucas <laughs> <Yep>. being jk <laughs> yes what is the jk wizarding world equivalent what's the statement of that uh, uh well I, I always i i I, I, I want to do a frantic um, British lady. You change the voice. I have to do a frantic <laughs> British lady, which is going to be really hard for me to do on the spot. Because I just feel I'm going to do terrible Cockney, and it's gonna. I'm just going to immediately get a stop now. All right. All right. Oh, see here. Here's what I wanted to do. Oh I wanted, no, oh, no. See, terrible. I can't. You can't drop this. Lucas, I had time to perfect and do over right. and over. All right, Hansen, you take a minute. I have a question to ask Ellie. Oh, God. Okay, Zenger, take a minute. I'm curious. I want to come back to you. But, Ellie, because obviously you and Zenger both grew up with the Harry Potter series. Yes. Uh, well, your, well, your four daughters, did they watch Fantastic Beasts? And if they did, what did they think of it? Um, It's actually funny. My, well, let's see. The older two, they just recently started watching Harry Potter again. They really did not get into it at all, and it was very disappointing, and I was questioning, where am I going with my life? Because <laughs> how do my children not like Harry Potter? It's really sad. So I have been pushing and peddling the original series on the two little ones, hoping that they will... And and in the reference to, if you are a listener of Knights of Vader, <laughs> to this as well... Quinn does immediately spot when a Harry Potter movie is on. Star Wars. Mm, as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. no, no. We we tested the. She watched. I had her watch some of Resistance. She didn't know freaking clue what it was. 
Are you? Oh, well, because yeah, she, when Clone Wars is on, she she'll, she'll say she'll go Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yes. Resistance? Nope. Huh. I know. It tested it. Tested it. We, we, we tested it on Knights wow. of Vader. Wow. So, but well, what's cool is like the the older ones, they when they were younger, they watched up to like the fourth movie. Um, and then I stopped letting them watch them because they get a little bit darker than what I wanted. And they were younger. Yeah, then. they were younger. Much younger. And I didn't want them watching those movies yet because they were a little too dark. But they have since watched all of the movies in the last couple years. And they enjoy them, but it's not its not like me. Like, I, I absolutely adore the movies. They're okay with them. But what is really cool, though, is if you ever are going to go visit the theme park, they did enjoy Because they've been twice. And the first time, they really didn't remember the series at all. And it just wasn't as cool. I mean... Me, I walk in and start crying because it looks like so exactly like the movies and the and just just you know passages you read in the books. It's just breathtaking to see this place. But once they watched all the movies and I took them back a second time, they definitely were more engrossed in it and and asked more questions and wanted to know well why is this and why is this. So for our children at least the. It's taken them a little bit. They enjoy the series, but they're definitely not obsessed with it like I am. Do, do you think they would respond to Fantastic Beasts? you think that would pique their interest? or? My, I think I think our oldest liked Fantastic Beasts better. Oh, okay. Than, that, that's than what Harry I was kind of getting. Yeah. I was curious. Yeah, they, um, I think they like it better than the original series. But it's, once again, I think it's, it's the... The, the beasts are so interesting. I think a lot of younger people like that aspect of it. But if it was just, just the 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 adult wizards and the politics and all that, I think they would have tuned out. They wouldn't have been interested at all in it. All right, that, and that definitely explains why uh, Grindelwald is not doing as well at the box office. So. <laughs> Currently, forty percent on Rotten Tomatoes as of the recording of this. Uh, that that is so undeserved, man. That is so undeserved. But but I, I will counteract it with a sixty-nine percent audience score. Do you know Still, how to that's too that? low. What's that? I was asking him if he knows how to pronounce. Founding of Livermore? Livermore? It's on Pottermore, and I can never remember. because you Oh, can, so so this is the... Yeah, I was going to talk about it. Oh, okay. But, because you can actually go in. I think oh I'll, my gosh, the house... No, okay. no, 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 no. Thank you. Uh, the houses should have been the, the Old Spice fragrances that they did where it was the animals. Well, I was going to see if it says it in the... Um, of course, there has to be a 15-second ad. I, I'm pretty sure they might say it in the beginning of the... It's like a minute and a half thing. Oh, so in the meantime, i got to edit this later. Thanks. That's awesome. Um, in the meantime, let me see if I can do my Cockney accent. So, I did... Um, I wanted to make sure we touched on this since we are in America. Um, I wanted to touch on the house. So, there is one... One house in America. You mean one school? Sorry, with four houses. Said house. One school in America, um, Ilvermorny, mm -hmm. is the house. It's supposed to be in. They say it's located on Mount Greylock, 
which is modern day Massachusetts, which is uh, kind of ironic. fitting. Yes, it's kind of fitting there. Um, and it does have four houses, just like old Hogwarts. And what are the houses? And the houses are, let me get them pulled up here. We have the Horned Serpent. Ooh. Right? Wampus. Yeah, Wampus Cats. Go Wampus. <laughs> and then we have Thunderbird. Yeah. And then... <laughs> you're going to mess it up. I am. You're gonna, I, I, I even know what it is and you're going to mess it up. Puck Wedgie. Puck Wedgie. Puck wedgie. No, it's W U. Puck wedgie. It, wedgie. Puck wedgie. W E D would be Puck wedgie. wedgie. It's W U D. Puck wedgie. I think you're wrong. I think you just don't know how to pronounce cryptids. Oh, is it supposed to be a cryptid? It's a cryptid. It's a puck wedgie. What is a puck wedgie? It's a puck wedgie. They're like impossible to explain. Stop it. You really don't know how to describe it. Off the top of my head right now, no. I'm I'm trying to nail down an accent that Zach will force me to do <laughs> at, at, at no end now. I won't have a conversation now between George Lucas and J.K. Rowling. Oh, God dang it! Where, where they argue over uh, who who's more uh, megalomaniacal when it comes to their uh, respective <laughs> franchises. I'm going to try. I, cause I, there's a Simpsons one. It's like, a fresh in your drink, governor! Like that's that's yeah. Like see, see, that's has. that's how you have to do it. it. Has to be like this shrill voice. It's Monty Python. Monty Python esque. Yeah. I, I have a question. So, uh, considering that we have uh, a couple of uh, not mm-hmm. villains but, but antagonists in this movie, what do you guys think of Ezra Miller's credence? Hmm. <sighs> I almost feel like he's like the person who knew could have been if newt didn't actually grow up somewhere that accepted him as a wizard well they are yeah they are both kind of introverted (laughs) that's the nice way to put it but one's through force others through choice or uh, other others through he found something he found an outlet he he wanted to have and that was his beast and right where he was looking for them yes of course yes I, I thought that the one of the, you know, because I'm going to just say no movie is perfect. And I loved this movie, but every movie has its parts that you're just like, eh. I thought that part of the storyline was just like, let's beat this generic horse to death. I think that that's really rude that you're saying <laughs> let's beat this generic horse when the child was getting beaten <laughs> well, in the movie. I mean, I'm just saying, like, the whole this is a religious group and band to witches, and the, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's just kind of, I don't, it was that part of it I thought was a little generic. I didn't care for that part of it too much. Even the well, 1920s villain of, I'm just going to be mean to this person because they dropped something in front of me? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just. I thought he did a good job. I, he definitely played the crazy psycho. I want to be well, loved. I mean, well, I mean, the other thing is the other villain in this movie is Newt himself. He's the one that got the brought these animals in illegally. 
did not have them documented, and then had them go loose and run run rampant in the city. Don't blame the victim, Zenger. I feel like Zenger would complain about the Harry Potter's franchise. Well, technically, Harry's the villain because if Voldemort just let him kill him, there would be no problem. Everyone would be happy. There'd be no fighting. <laughs> you know what? It was better under the Empire. <laughs> <laughs> See, those pesky rebels just didn't get in the way. They kept blowing up stuff. And you know what? That Death Star to rain down on some planet, I was sitting there on Yavin 4 and had this freaking giant piece of shrapnel come in and ruin my crop. Those damn teenagers in their aluminum falcon. Yes. But no, I mean, uh, like, okay, the, the, the reveal. I, th- I, think, I think it's time for the reveal. The, oh, wait, wait, one thing I just want to ask. Well, what do you think of our two female, like, uh, leads, Tina and Queenie? I'm just curious what anyone thinks of... I'm fascinated by Tina. I think she's an interesting character. Yeah, I still haven't figured out why. Um, the one that can read minds was really cool. In the sense of, she did every cliche you could possibly do with the mind reading thing of finishing people's sentences or talking to stuff to them where you obviously know they were they were thinking about it instead of voicing it, and then also using her powers to to do evil stuff like where she was like, I know you you did the where where she was blackmailing that one guy, and it's like, but okay, so so quick thing, and I know it's probably gonna be easily explained by he's Grindelwald, he has a mental barrier for that. Was she around him at uh, um, Colin Farrell's character enough to maybe be like, wait a second, you're Grindelwald. I can read your mind. I mean, I, I don't know. Was, I don't think they were around yeah, each other I was enough. Say, I don't think they were around each other. Now, her sister, yes. Would, but her sister didn't right. doesn't have the ability. Well, I think this is what? The one scene where she's trying to break into his office... And she's like, of course, he uses like a fancy smancy uh, a locking spell. I think the interesting thing about Queenie is, I I think she does it. It's very passive. Like again, like you guys are saying, it's immediate space. Yeah. I think if she put a little bit more thought into it, oddly enough, yeah. she probably could do that. But I don't think that it's meant for her to be able to. She's not omnipotent. I don't think that's it's it's a it's a power. But it's not meant to be something where she's just completely out of control. I don't think she's refined it to any sort of uh, really methodical way. Yeah, so, she's not trained in it as a weapon. It's more of a just... So it's something to where it if you're a, walking through the mall and you happen to hear somebody's conversation as you're walking yeah. by, you can... But if you sat there and listened to it, you could actually gain something from it. So that's probably what's going on. I don't know. I mean, the whole reading minds thing would be one thing to where it's like I I would never want that power. I, I wouldn't because it's I like do, do, can, nope. can you turn? Because it it would be one of those things where it's like you can't turn it off. You are always reading people's minds. Any thought you always hear them, no matter what. Like it's it's not a on off switch thing. It's it's the the hoses on on full blast or nothing at all, and you just have to figure out how to siphon. I'm like, nope, never want that power. Ever. Well, it, it was funny with the females, if we're going to talk about the female characters a little bit. The the two main leads, they definitely were very... Oh, gosh. I don't want to say... I don't want to offend, like, people. I guess it's cool, because I'm a girl, and I can talk about it. But I felt like they were over-generic with the... Hey, here's the... Now, not that the... Um, not that I'm really bad with names. The smart girl. The one. <laughs> <laughs> not the blonde, but the brunette. Tina. Tina, thank you. 
So don't stop. I'm not doing I'm anything not in yet. The mood. Put your hand off of it. All right. Put your hand down. All right. Judge okay. Zinger. Yes. yes. Judge 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 Zinger may make an appearance shortly. So, oh. not that Tina is ugly because she's a beautiful woman. So I'm not saying that she's ugly. What I'm saying is like the overgeneralized, like super pretty, sexy girl is the he mind reader, busybody, wants to know what's going on kind of thing, and she cooks real well. And then you have the Tina, who is the smart one. That's that's the you know she tracks people down and and she's she's more business. And it, I, I just felt like those two characters were just kind of. Obviously generic. We now will hear the the trial of Ellie versus generic storytelling. <laughs> no, oh, I, I I love the characters. I just thought it was it was just kind of obvious. You you you. Ma'am, we've have, seen your evidence. <laughs> you wouldn't have had to. I think you could have even if they couldn't speak, you could tell what kind of character both of them were just because of how overly obvious they made their character types does that make sense it does i think we should move on from this conversation quickly no i think i think that's actually one of the things that bothers me about this series that there's like considering that jk is the uh screenwriter for both these she has an over-reliance on telling not showing and even though I, i i get ellie's point of saying that one's clearly prettier the other one's a little more homely and just how how she's made up because mm-hmm. Catherine Watterson is a, a beautiful actress. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's a beautiful woman. I'm not saying she's ugly. I'm just saying just the way they, like, the way they made the other girl dress. She was more flowy, and her skirts were shorter, and she had the little lingerie outfit on when they went to the apartment. But the other girl's more, you know, conservative and always has her hat and her longer jackets on. And Now hearing the case of Ellie versus <laughs> 1920s fashion sense. <laughs> Your court fees are adding up. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, though. I just think it was a little. Oh yeah. Oh, I, little... I see where you're coming from, though. But I think it's again, it's a, it's visual and efficient storytelling. It's <laughs> it tells you everything you need to know about the characters without them speaking, except all they do is, like you said, all they do is then speak afterwards, especially Queenie. So <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Like if there was a little bit less, um, like. When they when they bring uh, Newt and Kowalski back, and they're like, "Oh, what kind of do you like pie or, or strudel, Mister Commander?" And like a little bit less of that, and we just see like like uh, I don't know, Kowalski's. Oh, I could really go for some strudel right now. And instead of her asking again, less is more. I think that's one thing J.K. has to learn with these movies that you don't need to say everything. Let let the visuals do a lot of the walking for you. Right. Yes, so I guess no. I, I definitely see where you're coming from, and uh, Judge Zanger. I think you can at least strike maybe one of these uh, indictments from the record for Allie. Strike him from the record. <laughs> Thank you, Your Honor. No problem. All and right. Just one thing to point out about Tina is that when she, at the very beginning of the film, this is really minute, and I'll let it go real quick, is that when she's outside the uh, the bank and listening to the new Salemers, she's eating like a comically large hot dog. I'm not sure you picked up, but like it's an <laughs> no. You said it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's right. I should have spotted that. I immediately am like, ooh, a hot dog. It's like comically large, though. It's like in the morning. It's like, why is she eating a hot dog at like nine thirty in the morning? Oh, well, better Watching start the heartburn early. 
<laughs> I guess, but like a bunch of like, see, Ellie, you said she was conservative. Who eats a hot dog at like eight thirty in the morning? That that She's is crazy true. when no one's around. So, so to um do the robot chicken skit for that, it keeps getting larger every time you it cuts back to her with it. <laughs> Basically, she doesn't eat it either. We see her like holding it. It's like who's this? Like why couldn't she just have her hands in her pockets? Why is she eating a hot dog in that scene? All right. Um. Further question: How can someone not eat a hot dog if you're holding it? That is food one designed for quick hand food, and two, it's a freaking hot dog, especially a street dog. Those things go bad within like five minutes of being made, <laughs> oh. so you have to eat it in that time frame. Maybe it's part of her disguise from like watching the new sailors. <laughs> like it's like, oh man, they'll never know. They'll be like all like mesmerized by this comically large uh, processed meat sandwich. You're like, oh, she's definitely not a wizard or anything like that. Oh, maybe she was hiding her wand in the hot dog. Maybe her wand was the hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> she disguised it. Now that's the spinoff we need. Yes. I think we all can get behind that as a premise. Yes, yes, yes. We know uh, you listen to this, Miss Rowling, so definitely take some notes right now. Yes, take take a lot of notes, especially on me doing an impression of you, maybe by the end of the show. <laughs> um, so the reveal at the end. The the Colin Farrell's actually Johnny Depp. The thing that we always hope happens in Colin Farrell movies and always wish happens the reverse in Johnny Depp movies <laughs> happened in this one. So, yes, I do agree that once you see this movie, there is the blatant thing at the beginning to where the first time you see Grindelwald is a shot from behind where you see the back of his head and the first next shot basically you see is Colin Farrell. Basically, same exact kind of like almost first person video game zooming into the back of the player's head sort of thing for me. I thought this reveal was something to where it's like, what what's his game plan like what's his was it just to recruit I, I don't know see that's the thing i don't see why he was doing this stuff maybe the next movie will explain it zach don't answer that question but i i just kind of want to know i'm like i don't see what him infiltrating and getting this close and not just i don't know i don't know what his game plan is can anyone tell me does anyone else know ellie ah uh, do uh, you know uh, uh. <laughs> I haven't seen the new movie, so I'm going to say no. Magic 8-Ball says Outlook not so good for answers in the next movie about that. <laughs> oh, okay, so I have to wait for the third movie to get definitive answers on why he was doing stuff in the first movie. You mean the fourth what? movie. <laughs> okay, well, maybe by the fifth movie I'll get some answers. Oh, wait a second. got to wait for the next spinoff. Yeah, when they do the next series, that's when you'll find out. The Trials of Grindelwald. Interesting. <laughs> I think... I think what he's doing is he's there to find the Obscurus, isn't it? Because the very first shot of the movie is him investigating, because isn't like the bunch of like yeah. New Yorkers like, it was a gas leak. And yeah. I think I think that's what it is. I he's mean, investigating that. He is, but I was like, why did he infiltrate the, the whole ministry? I'm saying Ministry of Magic because I completely spaced on what the U.S. one is, because it's just such a jumble of... Makusa? Yeah, it's it, it's one of those things to where it's like stop trying to make your thing spell out. Stop stop trying to make everything in your titles anagram out to stuff. But but yeah, um, the people over at Makusa, like he infiltrated them. It's like if he really wanted to stabilize or do something crazy, he had the opportunity to multiple times. And that's like he was in a room with you know high ranking people. I think, but I think that's what it is though. He's trying to locate this obscurus. And, Could uh, he just have done that just 
I'm just going to look like an average person and go find this guy. Oh, yeah. but then he couldn't get on the crime scenes and stuff and get. Okay. Well, yeah, that's. But, but okay, I, okay. It's well, I have together. a question. You guys, is uh, is Graves? Was he a real uh, uh, top or? And Grindelwald killed him and then started to impersonating him? Or was this like one day someone just showed up at uh, Makusa like, Hi, my name is Graves. I'd like to apply for a job. I'd like to think that the character of Colin Farrell being Grindelwald, being Graves, just walked in. He's one of those people that I'm sure that the joke is if you just walk into a building fast enough, sit down at a desk and look like you're working, they'll just give you a job. I swear <laughs> that that's what he did. Is he just walked in with a newspaper, sat down at a desk, and started yelling at somebody to go get him more coffee and that they need to get somebody on this case, and then they just gave it to him. Hmm. That's my guess. I, I don't know. It's just, I, I mean, yes, I think in reality he probably killed the guy. He's a powerful wizard. I can't see why he couldn't have done that. Right. But, I don't know. It's just... The, the his 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 whole plot's kind of this weird thing, which I'm like, I, I get what he he's trying to get the obscures, but at the same time, I feel like he's going about it in the most convoluted way possible. Almost, well, that, well, almost. Thing, well, isn't the whole plot with Graves and Credence is that uh, they think it's the little blonde haired? Yeah, they they right. think it's somebody else. So yeah. yeah, that that's there too. I think, and obviously the whole Credence thing is, even though obviously they don't cast Ezra Miller unless you're, you're casting him for a reason, you don't cast him for a, a two-bit part as a guy who just like hands out flyers and then fails miserably and just like lets go of them all on the floor. Uh, but I think that's, uh, I, I think that's the whole point is that by being Graves, he's in the middle of everything at Makusa. He's he's pretty much like at a crossroads of all the information and plus, he can't at the same time, like you were saying, Zenger, oh, what's the word, um, so discord amongst their ranks and yeah. do things. So he can, like, if somebody gets a little too close to figuring something out, much like Tina and Newt do, he can sentence them to, he has unilateral control over To just things, instantly apparently. be like, uh, go kill him. Yeah, apparently that's a thing in, in the uh, Wizarding world that is like, judge, jury, and executioner. Apparently that's... The Judge Dread universe crossed over. Apparently, J.K. loves that universe. Also, apparently, the same as the Zinger. I mean, the the um, Judge Zinger universe. Yes, I wield that power on this and other podcast. You are the law. I am. I I am the law. When I allow you to be. That is oh. true. <laughs> but on this podcast, I am the law. That, no. that actually kind of hurts my throat too. It kind of hurts my ears and everything. It's the loan. It's 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 just you just make one or two words audible and that's it. But but yes, the the reveal the 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 let's let's end this movie by just basically being like, hey, we're setting up for the next one. Wink. Also, like as that. as as somebody who didn't know this was coming, that I thought that was I think your your description that you said earlier of like, wait, what? Is oh, it's great! Is the best thing great. ever. Well, I, 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 to this day, it might be one of my favorite movie stories because I tell that to people, and I'm like, how on earth? Because like, I was so confused, and I'm like, oh, Colin, like, okay, because like, if they had like, like, I don't know, Kevin some, Spacey's I, Kaiser Soze, Kevin Spacey's the Killer in Seven. Wow, that. That's, and, spoiler alert! And, and, and like listing off like, oh, um, 
Tyler Durden is um is the narrator. Stop, stop, stop. And then you're sitting there and you're like, no, I got one for you. Colin Farrell's Johnny Depp. Speaking of Kevin Spacey, <laughs> I was wondering, considering that Colin Farrell transforms into Johnny Depp, who's not uh, a favorable actor, I was hoping prior to seeing Crimes of Grindelwald that maybe at the end Johnny Depp would like transform into like Kevin Spacey or Harvey Weinstein, like an even worse oh. actor. And this, it's like a perpetual cycle of like, let's just see how much we can up the ante by casting actors that have fallen out of the public favor. Wait, Johnny Depp. Oh, wait. Yeah, there was more Pirates movies. Never mind. I answered my own question. <laughs> but no Pirates of the Caribbean 6, unfortunately. Well, we can only hope. We can only hope that they make another one of those. No, I, I meant don't. I meant don't. What? <laughs> Topic for another day, and technically... I've seen the first two. Good for you. That's it. <laughs> um, and technically a prime candidate for the Zingness movie specials, technically, because they're not super long. But anyways, speaking of which, um, I think we've come to the end of our discussion on this um, divisive movie. I mean, like, like I said, I think it's interesting. I just kind of want to see where they're going with this. It's one of those... I'm not seeing the I'm I'm seeing the forest for the I'm not seeing the forest for the trees right now. I'm staring at the one tree and I'm like I don't get what this means. So I got I guess I got to see where this goes to see the beauty of it maybe. Well, I have to ask is you two being Potterheads, what is the consensus on Fantastic Beast in the uh, Harry Potter fan community? It's like is it like the Star Wars prequels where it's despised? Is it indifference is it loved is there a consensus even to be had ellie on your you're you're better at uh you get your finger closer to the pulse of that one than me uh, uh not as many fans are a fan of it no hmm yeah. all right it's kind of That's i guess they want to see where it goes to yeah. before they really pass judgment on it gotcha i mean i'm i'm indifferent to it i think it's an interesting addition it's just kind of like a I, I want to see where it goes. Well, you know, I like it, but yeah, it's not as popular. I don't think as the, uh, you know, yeah, the Harry Potter part of it. Yes, I will agree I was, with that. I was really surprised, like, even today. Like I was in the mall after seeing uh, Grindelwald, and there's like no merchandise for like this series I of movies. God, like, nothing. It- I forgot it came out. Like, I don't think they're doing super ton of advertising. For what, I mean, I, I've been watching TV recently, but but yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, it has been like something to where I'm like on the internet and it's constantly popping up ads for it nonstop. But it's I guess it's maybe they're going with name recognition. It has to be something because they're definitely uh, trying out a different marketing tactic than they did with uh, the Harry Potter franchise. So... Can't wait to see Grindelwald now. The Crimes of Grindelwald. See, that that one I can't mess with the name as much. <laughs> Actually, um, I, how they pronounce his name, they say Grindelwald. They do the German Vol? pronunciation of the, of the W. Yeah, Grindelwald. Like, in the German, it's uh, Wieber. Like, like, my name's Zach Weber. It's Zach Wieber. So they actually pronounce it uh, Grindelwald. That's apparently the new pronunciation of it. That That's changed from movie to movie. Oh, goody. It's going to be one of those things. Oh, yeah, it's going to be great. Well, if there's multiple pronunciations, then you can't be wrong. Bingo. So, where's the best place to find you on the internet, sir? Uh, you can find me in a whole bunch of different places. You can find me on Knights of Vader, Zanger Side Podcast. Yeah, don't and... do an ad for it this week. Nope. 
And on Cinema Oddities, where we talk about cinematic oddities, all sorts of weird stuff. We're talking about, actually this month is November, where we've talked about movies that don't exist. Things like Jodorowsky's Dune, Lost Soul, The Dune Journey of Richard Stanley's Island of Dr. Moreau, and uh, The Death of Superman Lives, What Happened? Oh, oh man, the greatest thing that ever could have been. Also, you should have, um, there was the one, speaking of which, we are working on the Mad Max episode, people. Just, <gasps> it's... It's, Dreams do come true. It's coming. It's coming. Fear, Fear, Mad Max Fury Road episode is coming, and it's coming fast. But wasn't there one where the where, where that director was supposed to do a Justice League movie, and they had it like cast? They even had a cast photo, and then nothing happened. Yeah, that that there's a documentary about that. Supposedly, it's in the process of being made for a few years now. In our research for the uh, doomed Roger Corman's Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. We oh, the one that uh, I was about. <laughs> never mind. I was going to make a joke at Fan Four Stick, but never mind. Well, that that's not November. That's a failed blockbuster. That's its own separate uh, table at the Cinemonides restaurant. Uh, but no, that the Justice League, the 2007 one, that supposedly is getting a documentary. It's been in the works for years, but I don't think there's been any progress on it. See, Ali, that's what we need to do. We need to go make documentaries where we can take years to do it, and we just sit there and go over archive film going. Yeah, this shot makes this person look awful. Now let's put some audio over it. <laughs> I'll buy a ticket. Like a blast. <laughs> uh, sign up. Where, where's the Kickstarter? Where do I hand you guys a check? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you can. Um, oh man. All right, so you can find um, us at darkmyths.org. We're part of the Dark Myths Podcast Collective, so you can go over there and find other dark podcast from our dark brother and uh, you can of course find Zygnus on Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play and everywhere, almost everywhere else you can find podcasts and if it is on Apple Podcasts, Ellie, what do you do? Well please, a five star review. And actually if you can review them on any other ones, review us on there too. Mm-hmm. We greatly appreciate it, it helps us out a great bit. If you want to follow us on Facebook, you just search Zing This. Uh, if it's on Twitter, tweet at Zing This. And if it's Instagram, at Zingness Podcast. Um, and if you want to contribute to the podcast, you can go to www.patreon.com slash Zingness. Yes, and uh, if you are at the dollar level, there will be a new episode of me just complaining about fandoms and stuff like that. It's a very um, Festivus-esque episode. <laughs> of. Um, it's the time uh, of year for that. It, it, it is. It's, it's going to be me complaining about some stuff that i've witnessed and been of been um a witness to recently so so tune in for that on there just dollar will get you that along with some extra other stuff um email us at zing podcast at gmail.com go to our store where you can get the harry potterified or sorry the magicified logo of the zing thing and that is www tpublic.com slash zingness our sound guy is A.A. Aaron. Our logo is done by Chris, Chris Zinger with modifications from Toby from The Secret Transmission. And not finally yet, but just a quick side note. There was a mistake in the previous episode of The Seven Deadly Sins. We said that Bond's girlfriend's name was Ellie. This was incorrect. It was Elaine. 
Way to screw that You're up. The, we both agreed on that one. We, we both said it back and forth to each other. I didn't say Ellie, thank so you very much. So, I acknowledge that. I will take punishment for that at some point when we decide what the punishment will be because that was a complete mess on my part. So, anyways, to conclude, thank you, Zach. And finally, DJ Golden Boy. 89. Play us out. <laughs>